I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and no limits to my dark and twisted imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Knight, your dungeon master, and I'm joined by these people who remain my friends despite what I put them through. So say hi, everyone. <laughs> it's really oh, true. Oh, well, whilst we have a, a virtual group hug, let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D You'll hang your character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades Having entered a maze of tests to access the Wingthrop workshop, you managed to escape the first test as walls were closing in on you, avoided being crushed in a room full of pistons, and peeked through a green sigiled door into a room that contained a cube-like forge at its centre. Deciding instead to enter through a door with a blue sigil, you were faced with a wand-building test. In choosing the correct combination of wandwood, spell design and power source to release a drawbridge, a pit in the second half of the room was filled with purple acid, but with Orin's precise woodworking, eventually the bridge was released and you passed through a door with a black Wingthrop sigil. Inside was a large obsidian wall, guarded by four crossbow-wielding golems, 
and at seeing another green sigil door, Juna and Orin suddenly realised that you were trapped in a cube. You circled back to reveal the last unseen room behind a red door, and discovered a great machine that converted living elemental creatures into pure energy. As you were faced with the cruel truth of how elemental batteries were created, the difficult decision was made to sacrifice two more creatures and release the doors of the room to continue with the tests. And that's where we pick up. So, you've just put in the, uh, the two creatures into the, uh, the cylinders. The cylinders have been turned on and they've been converted into electrical energy that passes through the, uh, the, the cables uh, attached at the bottom of these cylinders into rods at the doors and both doors have unlocked. Enkidu, you okay? No. Let's go. Okay. Sure. Thank you, we set Vaughn. And Enkidu will you know, get to his feet and brush his knees off. Right, let's go. We've been here long enough. Okay. Green room? Yeah, yeah, green room. Juna goes through the green door. Bunch of actors super keen to get to the green room. It's I knew it! I couldn't hold it in anymore. It's like, green room? Yeah, can't wait. Bloody hell, that tech nice house is so long. Does it have a microwave? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have any crockery. Oh. No. Why do they always have such ripped up sofas, but they're so comfy? Yeah. yeah. They're all yeah old props that have been used in shows and things. Yeah. <laughs> Should I stop saying green room? Say like through the green door instead. Let's go through it's the not going to be as pleasant, is it? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. There's no comfy sofas in this one, unfortunately. Aww. I'm sorry, guys. So you've peeked through this one before, but I think that was a couple of episodes ago at this point. So I will re-describe <laughs> the whole room for you anyway. Please do. So as you enter through the green sigil door, there are two other doorways. The one to your left is a black sigil door and to your right is a gold sigil door, which as you figure, like sort of you've seen these before, but that makes sense in tracking through the cube. In the centre of the room is a large cube oven-like forge. Oh, yeah. It takes up, it's probably like 30 feet on each side. So in this 60 by 60 room, it really does dominate the entire space. It reaches right up to the ceiling and right the way around the edge are slits so that you can peer inside. There are also a number of hatches at various points around this cube. There is one in the centre of each side and one at each corner as well. Against the last wall, the only wall without a door, there are three crates. Each one is marked, as you sort of take a stroll around the room, each one is marked with different words. The first one says Star Iron, the second one says Dracarost Bronze, and the third says Mithril. What are you doing? Can I do a check to see if there's any of those handy little hints, please? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Make an uh, investigation check. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Twelve. No, you, you sort of, you have a peer around. You, you even peer through the little slits to have a look into the oven itself. Mm. And you can't see any notes from Kay, unfortunately. As you do look inside the forge oven thing, what you do notice is that by each hatch on the inside, there seems to be a small container. Mm that you imagine that actually if you opened each hatch, you'd be able to access. Between these little, almost like clay pots, there are chutes that run from each of the corners down to the central pots and from the central pots into a black box that sits in the very centre of the oven. As you sort of 
are curious and you pace around a little bit to get a better view, you do then see the words esoteric alloy value 24 on the side of the black box. Shall we inspect the crates? Mm-hmm. I, I think an alloy is a kind of combination of different metals. Is that right, Orin? Yeah, uh, it's a mix of different, different metals in different... You can make different alloys with different mixes, depending on what you put in them. Right. So do we need to mix these types of metals to make a value of 24, right? And esoteric as well. So is this more magic with the smithing? Is it like make a value of like 24 gold? But I don't, don't think it's a monetary value. It's an esoteric value. So is it something to do with the properties, the magical properties of that? What is esoteric? I don't, I've never come across that word before. Or if I have, I don't remember what it means. Well, it's something that's like a knowledge that is restricted to only a small few, like Crowl and his magical shenanigans is very esoteric, as it was the knowledge that he gained was subject to be um, discovered only by a handful of people at the time. That's very esoteric. Mm. DM, Mm -hmm. can I do a check to see if um, this sort of esoteric alloy value is like the in-world equivalent of a periodic table? Mm. Uh, yeah, make a make an arcana check. Nice one, Vicky. Nine. Nine. I mean, it does make Come sense. Come on, dice! <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, in all of your travels, perhaps this is more like the, the more like scientific yeah. end of, of arcane study. Cool. By the way, I had a plus five for arcana. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, and it was still only a nine. So is it something we've heard of at all, like esoteric alloy value out of out of anyone i can imagine orin definitely has heard of esoteric values being applied to different metals Uh, like mithril for instance actually because that's such a rare metal and it can be used in so many arcane ways orin make a make an arcana check as well with sort of juna sort of prompting that thought (laughs) in your head Okay, that's a natural 20, f- so... Uh, stand by, hang that on. seems right. That seems so, right. Says, right? Yeah. Stand, like, stand by for the total. <laughs> uh, that's a 32. <gasps> yes. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> yeah, yes. this, is, this is almost like grade one uh, artificing. It's like, okay. Freaking Einstein in the room. With Juna having read that out to the room and then like starting to think, you're like, oh yeah, Okay, that's what that's the information we need. So looking at the three boxes, you know that star iron is worth one EA, Dracaros bronze is two, and Mithril is three. Okay. Uh I'll explain that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's worth when one. When you when you say worth, what does that what do you mean it's worth how much of it is worth one? Is it like a carrot? Is it like gold carrot value? Is that the sort of equivalent. Yeah, kind of a thing. So we, we can't just like add it up to 24. <laughs> well, it depends on how much we have. Yeah, so three bars of star iron, for instance, is worth the same EA as one bar of mithril. And we need 24. Yes, should we see how much of the metal that we have so we can make up that value? Oh, in the crates, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. How many hatches are there? There are eight hatches, is that right? There are eight, yes. Well, eight times, immediately I'm just thinking that eight times three is 24. Yeah, so we just throw in eight mithril bars. Like one in each hatch would add but up But they to need 24. to be smelted inside the oven, don't they? Yeah, and also if it's just mithril, that wouldn't really be an alloy. That would just be mithril. <laughs> <Melting> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
Oh yeah, it has to be an alloy, right? Like it has to, yeah. like, have it's to be mixed together. with the uh, with that thirty-two as well, Orin. I will the give DM you some gives more... a gentle nudge because they're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, I will say that whilst you haven't maybe worked with these specific metals yourself because of their rarity, you are aware of the dangerous reaction that Star Iron can have to Dracarost bronze. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I should also just point out that those two shouldn't mix. Um, oh. Yeah. Just sorry. Just came to me there. It's good we've got you. Okay. So like, can we use the forge only once or twice? Or do we know how many times we can use it? Can we put more than one bar in each hatch, I guess? Well, I guess we need to figure out how the forge works, guys, you say. And then, Enkidu, maybe we have a look in those boxes, see how much is in each box. Yeah, sure. And then, as you say, Junior, we can see if we can fit more than one thing in each Oh. Mm. DM, can I have a look around, see how many hatches there are in this iron forge? Like, how mm. is the structure? What's the kindling-like mechanism? Mm. Make a make an investigation check. That's going to be a tasty six. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. Nom, 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 nom. Can I give him a hand for him to have advantage? <laughs> sure. Just sort of following around, let... having a little look with him. Uh, no, actually, what I'll say is that six is because Juna is trying to be helpful. <laughs> 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 and it's really distracting him. <laughs> yeah, but if anyone else wants to make any other checks of the room, I'll let you all roll. <laughs> I used all my smarts in the last room. <laughs> and Kidu, should we have a look in these boxes? Yes, let's look. Yeah, so uh, as you two like prop open the, uh, the lids of these crates, there are four star iron bars. There are three Dracarost bronze and there are three Mithril. Um, Gwendolyn was just having a general perceive around the room mm-hmm. and rolled a natural 20. Whoa! <laughs> okay, so whilst Gaius and Juna are deep in conversation, whilst Gaius is <laughs> trying to look around, <laughs> Gwendolyn notices that they're stood next to, like almost directly above the two of them on the side of the forge, is a handprint. Oh, look, a handprint. What? Does it look like it's like an indented into the forge? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. A handprint. And actually with a, with that 20 as well, I'll say that as you sort of take a closer look, you can see that there are little arcane markings that run along each finger. Again, like slightly engraved. Ah, it's a handprint with pretty squiggles. <laughs> um, <laughs> possibly somebody with a bit more magic-y uh, knowledge. Once you've looked at what you're looking at. Gwendolyn just points at it <laughs> for somebody more in the know to come and actually sort of look at it. I'll have a look at it. Orin looks busy. Sorry, go for it, Juno. Sorry, I'm just looking at these uh, metals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make an arcana check. I am going to use thing to roll that again. It's the same. Oh, Ten. I hate when that happens. It's going to be one of those days, guys. Juno's just going to be bumbling higher? around. It's a, yeah, she just Gina, can't Gina get the quiet angle on it. Yeah. Mm. That and she's still, again, halfway through a conversation with Gaius, so <laughs> she's even distracting herself at this point. <laughs> Gwendolyn just keeps pointing at it. She's still kind of looking for a K, and it's like, oh no, not a K in that. Oh no, it's not there. No, 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 nothing there. <laughs> okay, I've done a little bit of quick maths over here. So if there's four of those star iron, they're each worth one EA. That's four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three Dracaros bronze, uh, each worth two. Uh, so that's a total of ten. And then three Mithra worth three each that's a total of 19 yeah we don't have enough so we don't have enough unless the alloy increases the value yeah maybe and also i assume that one of them is gonna bring down the value of it overall especially since two of them can't mix yeah unless you can mix them after you've mixed the other two already perhaps Mm. maybe 
So yeah, if you were able to like mix the stab Star uh, iron, with the, iron with the mithril and then add the dragon kit. Dragon rust bronze. Yeah, the dragon rust bronze, because then like technically like it wouldn't react with the star iron because it's uh It's a new know, compound. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's a mixture. Yeah. You know, because it's no longer its single Yeah. You know. But we're not quite sure what I mean, other than trying to achieve a certain value, we're not quite sure what we're trying to achieve. Isn't that the point? To achieve a value and then take it out and move on from there? Is there a way for us to run the simulation without using the materials first? Would prestidigitation help? But how do we know? How will we ever know what an esoteric alloy value of 24 is? I'm sure the doors would open once we achieve it. Oh yeah, if the doors open. do it. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm up for doing it, giving it a go. Let's do it. Do we want to ha- investigate this hand a little bit further? Just to anybody else with the magical knowledge to see that? I think the hand is to activate it. Oh, okay. What, it's an imprint onto the oven? Mm. Yeah, and it's got lots of squiggly runes. I couldn't make head nor a tail of it. Show me. Let me Let me have a look. Gwendolyn keeps pointing at it. Can I make a history check on it? See if I've seen runes like it before. Yeah, history or arcana. It's up to you. History, because I have proficiency in history, <laughs> even though it's the same modifier of minus one. Yeah, specifically trying to hope for the, yeah, you've read, you know, way An back in the palace, manual. you read a couple of books, whether or not there was a, and this is how you turn a magical forge on. <laughs> Ancient Elvish for 200 Celsius. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Miss Septhorn, could you... Hold my hand. It's a meta gaming way of saying, "Can I have guidance, please?" I think I think actually Juna gave you guidance. Oh, she did. Uh, yeah, during she the did. end of last episode, oh, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, ah. I've not used this. It's like right. I knew you'd need it this episode. Oh. <laughs> She's so intuitive. Don't, don't. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. Here we go. But Enki, do you should know if you want it. You can always ask for guidance. I'll always give it you. Sure. That is a fifteen altogether. Fifteen. I'll say that you you haven't necessarily read an exact book but as you're really looking at these symbols you do pick out one or two of them that yeah you don't know the full meaning of all of it but you do know one or two of them do mean fire <laughs> you're like oh oh that one i've learned that one that one is that's fire of course Kidu's learned fire <laughs> <laughs> right i don't think i've encountered this um combination of markings before but i recognize a runic symbol for fire in there well I've- Makes sense. I I don't know much else. Well, fire would melt stuff, I guess. Um. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Should I just have a go? Have a look. Yeah, you no, you can have a look. Oh, I don't mind. No, or you just give it a go. Maybe. I'm leaving this in all of your hands. I don't understand anything right now. I feel like guys attitude towards the wand room served us very well, just sort of giving it a go. So there we go. I'm put my hand on it and see. How high is it? Do we need to give her a boost? <laughs> yeah, you might. Someone, somebody might need to give Juna a little boost. I'll just, just, I'll to just go down one knee. This is a bit like awkward. Often... If it's been less than ten minutes since we left the last place, you can still fly, right? <laughs> that, actually, yeah, yeah, that's true. If you oh. want to float up a little bit, I will definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Wonderful thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me. <laughs> As you, um, one moment, let me get some dice. Oh no! Oh good. Make a constitution saving. <laughs> yeah, so you throw. take thirteen d six fire damage. <laughs> Make a saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what you sound like, David. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, right. In which case, no, no deck saving throws. You just <laughs> fail. Straight to damage. Die. <laughs> just damage. <laughs> Again. So as you as you touch and this guy thing, does Gina, too because he was helping her up. <laughs> <laughs> he was helping 
just because. And it's all just in Orin's head. He's <laughs> dreaming of a cube. Oh, no. And Orin is back at the table. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do with this food, Orin? It's <laughs> our <laughs> <a> little secret. <laughs> so as you touch this hand, this arcane indent on the side of the, uh, of the oven, the forge, straight away you can feel it heat up underneath your hand and the inside of it also anybody that's looking in you can see flames start popping up right away across the floor oh and Kido, is that fire you were talking about out of two of the pots inside it actually doesn't take that long at all down some of the chutes you can see molten metal oh already traveling down them what oh. which looking at the colors as well um from the central well this is going to be hard to describe We'll say from the, the, the north central pot yep. come oozing out is some uh, bronze-coloured metal, melted metal, molten metal. Mm-hmm. And from the southeast corner... You could say backy-righty, if that's no. easier. No, no. <laughs> it's, not, no. it's much north more complicated. and southeast <laughs> yep. corner, a silvery metal comes pouring out. And in fact, there seems to be a lot more of the silvery metal than of the bronze. Which direction was the bronze, sorry? North. So the bronze is in the north central and it's pouring out towards the centre black box. Whereas the corner pot is, is leaking silvery metal and that's going to the two to the southern and the eastern central pots. Okay. So that's filling up those. Yep. And eventually after a while the whilst the bronze metal stops running out, the silvery metal travels through the the central pots to the south and east and then travels down the chutes toward the central black box. We should probably stop that. Okay. And even with Gina taking her hand off, the process continues. What? And then the lights in the room turn red. Huh? Uh, and can everybody make a dexterity saving throw, ah! please? Oh, oh, no, no, no. I didn't. Why did we do this? Why? Don't Natural pick it up. 20! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I've used my luck for the day already. Yeah, 18. What, you're going yeah for an 18? Eight. <laughs> 15. Oh, I'm really sorry, everyone. Unnatural 21? Unnatural 21. Okay, so who got 16 or lower? I got an unnatural 23 while we're talking about these things. Glorious. I got a 6. <laughs> 15. Okay. Uh, an 8, sorry. Oh, no. So close. Yeah, I'm fine, 18. I rolled really high damage. Oh. So as the process, uh, as the lights turn red in the room, the fire goes out inside of the oven. As Orin says, stop. (laughs) I know, right? All of of the hatches pop open and vent hot air into the room, (gasps) completely scalding all of you. Excellent. So if you've got 16 or below, you take 35 points of fire (gasps) damage. What? And everyone else takes is 17. Everyone else takes 17 points of fire oh damage. Oh my god! And all of the hatches slam shut again. Oh. We can't do that again. Oh. <laughs> uh, how do is that everyone again? looking? Is anyone looking like they need help? Oren is looking like he might be about to drop down unconscious. Okay. Gaius is standing rigid with like oh. his arms outstretched and his shoulders up like ah, 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 ah. Akiru's like oh. thrown his coat off. <laughs> He's just uh, sweating. Did you say Orin looks real bad? Yeah, Orin probably just was looking in a hatch, shouting, maybe we should stop that, as he just got hit full in the face with a blast of steam and has just been knocked to the floor, nearly out cold. 
Okay, June is going to run over to Orin, feeling incredibly guilty that that was her fault, oh. and lay her hands oh. on his face and cast Cure Wounds. I may live to regret this, but at second level, I feel like you need it. Thank you. If there's a lich at the end of this fucking puzzle, I swear. Oh, God. And then fright an ancient red dragon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Guy's going to get his loot out and just be like, oh, ow, oh, ah, the creases in my skin hurt. And he just like do, does a quick strum of the loot. And with that, he will cast Healing Word on himself. Six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have not bothered. You got 15 uh, hit points, Orin. Oh, amazing. No, oh. Thank you. Gwendolyn, how are you looking? Uh, about half my normal goodness, so I, I feel like I can, you know, get on. Yes, um, but I, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I do have this healing potion that Gaius gave me, if anybody feels like they need it. Uh, I'm doing okay now. If we get into combat, like yeah, okay, then it would be useful. But I think for now, like just hold hold off because we may what? need it after a long rest in something. Maybe if we get a long rest. Yeah. Uh, I've also got a bit of an idea that maybe. Hang on. Um, Orin's going to reach into his bag and pull out the dragon body and the dragon head with the uh, stone from the hench in. Insert that. No. And creates a a protector dragon. <laughs> Let's let's give everyone a little boost with some nine temporary hit points. Oh my gosh! Yay! Yay. And then Orin does it again after six seconds. I can just <laughs> technically I can just do this till I roll an eight, David. <laughs> I mean, really? yeah, if you if you want to spend the time basically healing yeah. everybody up, you are welcome to do that. Let's go with nine for the moment, and then he might fire it up again in a moment. I can see your question, Juno, because Ruana. Is with you, right? Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt the game in case you were like, don't worry. Well, even with half damage, she would have poofed out of existence. Oh, no. Oh, I wish I'd never said. Oh, that's a fair question as well about Aggie. Aggie's gone as well. No, not oh, necessarily. I... Oh, no? Because she's got evasion as a homunculus. Yes. Ooh. She rolled a four. She's oh, no. She's gone. <laughs> Oh, I only just got Rowana as a cat. Two little, well, the goose and the cat are are out of action as well. That's what you take for having pets in D&D, guys. (laughs) At least they can get these ones back. Uh, Rowana is not a pet. (laughs) (laughs) She is the spirit of a dear friend. Look what happened to my pet. Fair. Yeah, your pet got exploded. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I killed your pet. R.I.P. Bessie. Rowana's fiddling with the dragon and it's not working. (laughs) Nope. I can't roll an eight. I rolled a six. <laughs> Everyone can get, you can cross out your nine and you can get 11 instead, temporary hit points. I'll take that. Okay, I'm in a pretty good place now. Bessie's in a better one. Oh, oh, gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> I'm still tempted to get that t-shirt, guys. <laughs> Where's Bessie? What about Bessie? What about Bessie? <laughs> we know, at least we know where. I mean, hey, if you go back into that other room and get the Phantom Steed, Spell design. <laughs> oh, yeah, Crack on. Ghost placeable, Bessie. Bessie. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. Is that one of the options on. that in the wand room? Yeah. We just have to <gasps> submerge ourselves in acid. Totally worth it, right? It was a very sly way of me being like, uh, Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> you are a ghost cows, ghost horse. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Still not feeling quite 100%, so I might also just, just pull out my bees just while everyone's chatting and just. So we're going to presumably need to. Do that again at some point. Yep. Yep. But 
after mixing the metals first, the proper yeah. ratio. Can I just have a little look at these rooms, Juna? Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, do you want me to fly you up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Is it that far away? <laughs> it's it's not that high. I mean, <laughs> actually, for Orin, it's probably, it's probably a reach, but... Uh, yeah, sure, if you want. Or otherwise, uh, Guy, can I use you as a bit of a step up? I'm feeling a little bit better now, thanks to your help there, Juna, and I just... Uh, audience, I just got 13 hit points back from my bees. Um... <laughs> Guy will go down to one knee next to it and just be like, okay, buddy, and slap his, like, knee. Ah. I thought you'd never ask. Okay. Uh, I'll go, I'll go you charmer, you. <laughs> and can I have a look at the the rooms? Yeah, make a, a quick arcana check. Roll good, okay? I will do my best, Gina. I didn't roll that good, gang. <laughs> 17. 17? Not that good. Calm down. <laughs> not that good. I only rolled an 8 and a 1 on my d4. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, looking at the runes very quickly, you, and especially with June having touched them, essentially it's a turn for John touch point. Is there a turn for off touch point? Nope. Okay, this is a one-way button. You turn it on, it goes. Uh, and then we know what happens. Can I have a little look in the hatches? Can I open one of the hatches up again or look in the, the slits as well to look in? Mm. See what's there now, everything's gone bang. Yeah, make a, a perception check. Six. Six. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to say that whilst you can't see anything inside, as you do pull on some of the hatches, some of them open, but the two that you saw metal melting out of, those don't budge. These two are stark. Might be a good thing if the metal's still um, molten. Hang on. What about the other slits? Do they look roughly... Uh bar shaped so whilst uh whilst those two don't open the other hatches do open Mm. just the uh the north central and the southeast hatches don't open at all has the writing on the wall changed Uh, it still says 24 okay question Mm -hmm. so now i know now i've seen that that bronze stuff flows down from that north hatch into the middle Mm -hmm. stuff flows from that silver one in the southeast corner to the two ones next to it and then into Mm -hmm. the middle Yep. Can we see where the other 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 channels from the other uh, uh, from the other six entrances, and can we see where those channels flow? Yeah. So basically, from each corner, yep. the channels flow down to the central, the neighbouring mm. central pots, and from the central pots, all of the channels flow down into the black box in the middle of the oven. Got you. And can I ask another question? Yes. Is I probably can't see with the perception of six because my eyes are filled with steam. But is there still <laughs> metal in that pot in the, the north central and southeast corner? I'll say um, somebody else make uh, a perception check with advantage as you're all sort of peering through. Ow, my eyes are really uh, trying to figure stuff out. Burning a bit from the thing. Can someone have a, can someone have a look? Um, yeah, I don't mind. Dirty 20. Hey. No, hang on. No, 19. Sorry, 19. Ugh. i mean even a 19 yeah that's more than enough so yeah you can see actually in that central the north central pot there is as if it hadn't melted at all one bar of uh, dracarost bronze and in the southeast corner you can see two bars of mithril got you sat in there the the corner pots look slightly bigger even with the two bars that pot then looks full and with the, the the single Dracarus bronze bar in the north central pot, that pot again looks pretty full. So are we meant to like throw everything in there then 
in like different turns. No, I don't think so. I think if there's metal already in there mixed for us, we only have to make up the value with what else is here. No, everything has to go in. We've got 19 EA outside. Yeah. And there's 5 EA value already inside the furnace. Oh, right. Maybe that steam came out because the two things that were inside there already were the things that didn't like to go together. Well, it wasn't enough. The yes. EA wasn't. Uh, yeah. No, the myth. The mithril is the one that doesn't react with either of the others, yes? But we didn't have enough EA already in the pot to clear the trial, so we got burnt. So, like Orin says, we have to. everything has to go in. At once. At once. So that the star iron and the Dracoros bronze does not mix. Yes. It looks like only certain hatches can take... Certain shoots are meant for certain metals, so they can be mixed oh, safely. okay. Because... If Dracomrost bronze is mixed with the star iron, it will cause an unfortunate reaction. Yes. So yeah. let's determine which shoots should take which metal. So did we say that we can fit two bars in each of the corner ones and one mm-hmm. bar in each of the central ones? That's right, yeah. So we can put two in each corner, as you say, Enkidu. We can put two in each corner one, we can put one in the middle ones, and we've got to make sure that the right things mix together. Yes. Yes. And there's already the two mithril in this southeastern corner and the one Dracros bronze in that north corner already. Yes? Yeah. Is it mithril in the corner, sorry? Or is it Well, it's silvery, so I assume it's oh, mithril. Oh yeah. Oh, so my maths is wrong. Is it? Yeah. No. Mithril's oh, yes. worth Yes, mithril is worth three. Three. I've yeah. written down two for some reason. Okay, so hang on. So the mithril's worth three. So that's six in that bottom corner, yes? Yep, mm-hmm. six in that bottom corner. One in that top corner, top yep. line. So we're on for a total of seven already. We want to use as much mithril as we can, right? Because that's the more stable mm-hmm. thing. So we need to add to the value of 17 into the system. Yeah. Yes. And the Hang bronze... on, seven... Oh. Hang on. No, it can't be mithril in the corner. I thought the mithril didn't react with the... No, it didn't. I thought Dragonrust oh. reacted with the star iron. But it blew up because there wasn't enough stuff in there. Maybe. No, th- it, it that's exactly right. what I meant. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, there. sorry. I've been, I've been thinking it was the iron. No, it's all right. Sorry, guys. We've all made mistakes in here. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on. Sorry. So it's mm. bronze in the north, central. Mm-hmm. It's bronze. So that's yep. Dragonrust bronze. That's worth two EA. So there's a value of eight already on there then. Sorry. Is that right, Ben? Yes, that is correct. Cool. Okay, yeah. So we've got two EA value in the north central mm-hmm. because there's a one single Dracaros bronze. Yep. There's six EA value in the south east. East, yep. Because there's two bars of mithril. Which are three EA each. Yeah. Yes. So a total value of eight. 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 And we need to get to 24. Yes. So we need to add 16 into the system. We do. And if a train is heading east <laughs> at 60 miles an hour, <laughs> whilst a tram heads north at 30 miles an hour... Who do you save? Hang on. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a, a silly idea, but if we put the mithril in all the little ones where things mix, then surely that would, or maybe it would, I don't know, counterbalance the, um, the bad reaction? You're onto something there. Yes, as long as we can, as long as we can get to sixteen. Because if we put those in those corners, that's nine plus eight, which is seventeen. But if we put a mithril in all of the three remaining corners, oh, not the corners, the ones in between where they mix. 
is what I meant. Yes. The, the little ones. But do we not want to put the mithril in the corners so that they mix with whatever the other ones are that are going straight down without mixing with anything other than the ones feeding into it? It was just an idea. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure either now. But uh, now you might be onto something, Gwen. Hang on. So Just because if the mithril's in the little ones, then there's no way that the ones that shouldn't mix together will mix together because they're instantly mixing up with the mithril as well. Like a filter. Can I just check something, DM? The ones in... Mm-hmm. Is it the ones in the corners that feed into the ones at the sides to go into the middle or the other way around? Yeah, but each corner leads into the two neighbouring... Middle ...central ones. pots. Yeah. Yeah, and each of those leads to the black box. Right. Okay. So I think we want to put the mithril in the corners, right? Yeah, that's what Gwen's... Um, yeah, oh, that I'm token? The mithril and the iron into the corners and maybe the dragon rust runs through the sides. Well, I'll tell you what we can't have. We can't have any of the star iron up on the north corner because otherwise no. it's going to mix with that bronze. Yeah. Yes. So shall we, for argument's sake, put some mithril by those corners to yes. just try and work it out? Let's put one mithril in each of those corners and yep. see. Uh, so that theoretically put them in. We're not physically putting anything in yet. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. So that would be a value of three. We've got... 14? Yep, 14. Yep. So we need 10, 10 more. We can put... We've got one more mithril left, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, that might not be any good. <laughs> we could put bronze, for the sake of argument, over on the east. We could put another bronze in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's not going to mix with anything. Yeah. So that's safe. So that would bring us up to... 16. 16. So we need another eight. Could we do a mithril, a bronze and a star iron... Putting the star iron in the bottom southwest corner. Yep. Yeah. Would that equal eight? One of each. Mithril plus star iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would add, that would add another four. Oh, sorry, two bronze, one mithril, and one star iron will get us up to twenty-four. Yes. Would it? Hang on, say that again, Juno. <laughs> uh, you lost say me it again. Hang on. What? Hang on. Where are we suddenly jumped? I know. We're up to sixteen. Yeah. We're up to sixteen. If we have one mithril. Uh huh. Two Dracaros bronzes and a star iron. Mm-hmm. That's eight. So that gets us up to 22. In addition to the things that are on this square. Okay, I didn't Right? Um, no, maybe. I, I'm, I'm I didn't. Sorry, I'm hang on. Sorry. Lost. This whole time, Guy's just been like picking up bars and like been wandering over to the forge and just been like, mm, maybe in here. And Gwen's just been like slapping him away. I'm like, put that, put that down. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, wait, Guy. So shiny. Very. He starts like putting it in his bags and then Gwen catches him and he puts it back down. Nope. <laughs> I'm like a magpie. And that's a cool that's a cool pseudonym to go by. Ooh, the mag- yeah. The master magpie. What was the EA value of the Mithril again? It's three. I'm really enjoying this, David. Oh, I had no idea <laughs> I would. Oh. <laughs> trying to organize this in some way that makes sense to my brain now. I'm failing. And pencils down, your time is up. <laughs> oh my god, my life. Don't, don't. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I know, I know. <laughs> and this was actually a, a, a slightly simplified version of this puzzle. Thank god. Well, that's nice to know, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got it. Okay. This is what I think we should do. After many minutes, hours, potentially days, <laughs> our adventurers finally realise something. 
I've got an idea. <laughs> Tell me what you think. It might not be quite right, but we've got a Dracaros bronze in that north side. Yeah, we've yeah. got two mithril in this bottom southeast corner. Yeah. My suggestion is that we put a Dracaros bronze in the northeast corner. Yeah. In the east side. Yeah. And on the west side. Yes. Then we put two mithril in the northwest corner mm-hmm. and one in the southwest corner. And a cheeky little star iron in the south side. Yes. Yeah? Yes. No, don't mix. Hang on. Wait, do, do any of them end up in the middle? Okay, only slight concern. Mm-hmm. Are we sending a a Dracaros bronze and a star iron both into the forge at the same time? No. Uh, no. Only into that black box into in the, the middle. Black box. Okay. Well, hopefully they're going to mix okay. Or do we want them to... Is the point that we need them to mix before they get to the middle? No, because... Have I missed a step? No. Would we want them to mix afterwards? Well, I guess... I guess it's all right in the middle. I've come up with a different plan, but it still would involve the mixing in the middle. All right. Other plan? Yeah, take us through your plan. So we've already got two mithril in the southeast. Mm-hmm. We stick another two mithril in the northwest, opposite corner. Mm-hmm. So those act like a little buffer. And then basically, mm-hmm. the north, northeast and uh, east side, we can put the bronze in. And then the iron can go in the, the west, the southwest mm-hmm. and the south side. And yes. the mithril acts like a little uh, little buffer in between. Yeah. That would also guarantee that mithril has mixed with with both star iron and Dracaros bronze before it reaches the centre anyway. Oh, yeah, because it will mix... Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah, it will mix with the 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 star iron and the and the uh, yeah. yeah yeah the bronze yeah. on the way down. Oh, Warren, you're so clever. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> <laughs> this has actually been uh, three hours. Oh, it's it's <laughs> Titans have risen from the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm suddenly really peckish and need a long rest. I'm wondering whether Gwendolyn should have been having a, sh- a long rest during that. Yeah, probably would have had time. But yeah, I can tell you that if you're happy to try that solution. Yes. Yeah. That, yep, from my point of view, it should work. You're happy that it's going to work. You've, you've stopped, you've thought about it. And yeah, you, you open each hatch, We've drop really in the pieces of metal. We've really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. thought about it. <laughs> yeah, you drop in each of the, the, the metal bars and that actually leaves over one piece of mithril. Oh, yeah. I don't know if any of you want to do anything with that. Juna holds up the caddy and goes, anyone? Yep. Yes, please. In it goes. I think that's probably something that we'll find useful along the line. <laughs> I think we deserve that. Yeah. Oh. So who wants to uh, turn it on? Go on, Juno. Yeah. Yeah? Do the honours. I mean, we've been talking about this for so long, I cannot fly. So Juno sort of jumps. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, someone want to help me? Gwendolyn, like, sneakily, like, just, like, get herself low to the ground so she's not where the steam would come out if it goes wrong. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just, like, she's trying to look casual about it, but she's really just, like... As they reach for it, a <laughs> sneaky mage hand will go over the top and just press it. Oh, nice, nice, nice. oh so yeah. Yeah, once the, the hand touches the, the indent, again, the, the fires inside the forge start lighting up. I don't know if anyone's going to watch through nope. the slits. No. <laughs> Everyone's standing back. <laughs> 
I believe it's happening. Yep. So everyone like flans themselves <laughs> against the walls. That's the good thing about science. You don't need to look at it for it to work. You can just walk away. <laughs> just let it do its thing. <laughs> Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Next week is the last Sunday of the month, so No Small Questions with David and Chris will be heading your way. Thanks for all your brilliant and thoughtful questions sent through social media. Big love to our patrons that joined us in the Zoom, and of course, shout out to the wonderful Sam Oaks for being our question master. To get your future questions in the mix, make sure you're following us on social media. We are at No Small Roles on Twitter and Instagram. You can go onto Facebook and search No Small Roles to find us. And if you'd like to join us on Discord, just follow the link in our show notes. Also in the show notes, a link to Open Bar Theatre Company's tour schedule. Now, if you live in the south of England, there's a big chance that Open Bar may be bringing a Shakespeare production to a Fuller's pub garden near you. Now, they've got two productions touring this summer, one of them being Love's Labour's Lost, which if you go and see, you will see my face uh, and the rest of me, in fact, performing live for you. And they also have As You Like It, which if you go and see that, you will see Vicky and Daryl in all their glory. I realise this makes it sound like we're going to be naked. We're not going to be naked. I don't want any of you to be disappointed. And if three no small rollers wasn't already enough both productions will feature music by our very own david knight these fabulously fun productions are already selling fast so if you want to come and be entertained then make sure you get yourself booked asap We'd also like to do a podcast shout out this week to Through Dangers Untold, a show that breaks down the classic fantasy film Labyrinth one DVD chapter at a time. This week, Vicky joined Through Dangers Untold to talk all things dance, magic, dance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, do go and have a listen. And if you love podcasts as much as we do, then you'll know that most people find them through recommendations. So if you've been with us for all the big and small roles so far, we'd love it if you'd recommend us to the fantastic folks in your life. And we would be delighted if you left us a review on places like iTunes, Podchaser, or wherever you review your podcasts. That's all from me for now. Let's get you back to that maze. Ooh, deja vu. In which case, sort of standing back, first of all, you hear the flames going, uh, you hear the bubbling of different metals, and then after a, a few moments, you start hearing a crunch, and then, like, another crunch. Crunch doesn't sound good. Almost sounds like metal buckling in on itself. Okay, that's better than what I thought it might be. <laughs> and then the fires go out. And this time, the, the heat is once again vented, but out of the top of the oven. Oh, okay, that's better. <gasps> well done, everyone. Well done. Well done. I trusted you completely. Well, you were the one who found this handprint, Gwendolyn. Team effort. Oh, yes. But what has that done? Are the doors open? Not yet. What was that crunching? Uh, Let's check inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I look through this? Let's see what's been created. Yeah. You can see that the uh, the black cube that was in the middle 
has turned into a a sphere, quite a large sphere. It's uh, yeah compressed the uh, the edges of the cube so that now it, it's not a perfect globe, mm-hmm. but it sits as a spherical clump of metal inside of the oven. Oh, how far away from us outside of it to the center? It's about fifteen feet. And how big is it? It's probably about the size of a small beach ball. Uh, mage hand. <laughs> go in and <laughs> grab it. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah like you can hand. push the yeah, get the man, mage hand through the uh, through the yeah. slits, and as it sort of floats over, it can roll this thing around. Okay, how do we get this out? Oh, can it just pop up through the top and over? It's probably too heavy for the mage hand to lift. Oh yeah, but like the mage hand, it is clearly unattached. Okay, fine. So okay, so there's a there's now just a sphere of metal that we can roll around. In the middle of a forge. Yeah. Does mm. it look too big to get out the hatches? Yeah. Somebody would have to reach through one of the corner hatches to get it out. I can't lift it with magic. It's too heavy. And it's 15 feet away from us each, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get it closer by rolling it around the the chutes and things. If but... we do get it out, what are we going to do with it? Yes, I was wondering that. Looking around the room, is there anything that it seems like that sphere is going to be useful for. Not that you can see, no. So doors are all still shut. Is there anything in the forge? Does it look like we should be rolling it somewhere within the forge? No, there's no like circular indents or anything inside the forge. Any markings on the sphere? Mm. Uh, no, actually. In fact, even the words esoteric alloy value 24 have, have gone. Oh, no. has any other words appeared? Nope. And nothing's appeared in the boxes? Nope. Can I go and have a look at the thing that we put our hand on earlier to turn it on? Is that still there? That's still there. It's exactly the same. That hasn't changed. We haven't, like, solved all the rooms yet, have we? Well, we haven't solved this room yet. We can't get out this room. No. No, but there is still another room that we need to do as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we have to solve all of the rooms to get to the end of the maze? Don't know. I feel like that feels like a Winthrop way, Juna says, rolling her eyes. (laughs) I also think it would be a waste of time. We got this far without clearing all the rooms. For once, there are only two other doors for us to progress. But the problem is we can't get through the doors, NKD. No, because we haven't solved this this task yet. Yeah. No. But the thing is, I've, I've got a feeling that door with that black sigil over there, if we open that up, mm. I think we're just going to end up back in the wall room. I don't think we're going to get out. No. Until we have solved everything. Yeah. Is the forge off, David? Yeah, it's yeah, it's cooled by this point. Guy's going to stick his hand in and poke at the orb with his finger. Have I brought it close enough for him to... Open one of the... Yeah. yeah. I try with then do sort of rolling it over. Yeah. You pull open a corner hatch uh, and you can reach in. And you're fairly certain you could lift it out. Is it hot to touch? Does it hurt my finger? No, it's it's warm, but it's uh, considering the amount of heat that's just gone into it. It's like holding a warm cup of tea. Oh. Okay, Aww. you guys going to pull it out then. Uh, as soon as you lift it out of the, uh, and it does take both hands to like heft it out of the, uh, out of that, of this hatch. All of the doors unlock. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh gosh. Over- Juna's going to just yeah. jump and hug Guy. That oh. <laughs> really. I'm glad we got a wing trap here. I mean, it was more impatience, guys, than a smart idea. I think that was stupid of me to do. I mean, these things are my livelihood, and he raised those up his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I was pleased this one worked out. Yeah. Okay, cool. I will take our fancy ball and just roll it around so david yeah like you said there's no indents there's nothing about it it's just a ball of metal it's just a big ball of metal yeah about the size of a beach ball what is it must be pretty heavy then yeah it's huge it's fairly hefty yeah like i say it's taken it like both hands to like lift it out it's like a medicine ball yeah like a medicine ball mm. that kind of size and it is it is heavy again not as heavy as 
you would expect from oh, the size of it. Oh, thrills so light. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, not that I know. Not that I, I mean, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we all see yeah, Lord of the Rings. All our characters yeah. have seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic yeah. play. It goes around all the schools. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like beyond, it's not a, a smooth sphere. There are like bumps and things in it, but there's nothing particularly. There's no small details that draw your attention. Okay. No small details. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other name that we came up with for the podcast and rejected. <laughs> okay, I'll hold on to this. And uh, which door do we want to go in now? I'm a bit curious to open the black door because I suspect yeah. that's just going to go into the wall room, but I'd kind of like to have that confirmed. Yeah. Okay, let's try it out. Okay. The the black door goes to the obsidian room, right? No, to the, no, to the wall room, yet. the first room we came in. Yeah. We think. We think. I think. No. Is that not Vicky the white correct. door? Oh. You're so right. Uh, I've got that one wrong. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So as you can open the... Can we keep the, this uh, in as the one moment that yeah, Ben yeah. was wrong and I was right? No, I'm editing it, so yeah. I will not sound good. silly. <laughs> so petty. <laughs> Owen rushes forward with glee to not find the room he's expecting. <laughs> but this is, this is the room we want to go to if we're discussing completing this, yes? Oh, yep. Yep. Sorry, I got that completely wrong. I don't know why I'm joining in the conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. there's another person in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a puzzle, really. It's Kay. It's, yeah, no. it's Kay. So uh, as you open the, the black door, um, again, there is this obsidian wall or stone in the centre of the room. However, because you've come in from a slightly different angle, to your right is the blue door. At the far end is a white door. Mm-hmm. And actually to your left, behind the wall that you didn't see beforehand is a table. Oh, oh what? With goggles on. Oh. Just one set of goggles. And of course, the other detail is that there is a, a, a crossbow wielding golem at each corner of this room. Yes. Sweet. This could be the end of the maze. Just in the spirit of the way June is going, can I check for clues from Kay, please? Absolutely. I feel like it would be prudent. Never mind. <laughs> Is it investigation? Because it's a six. It is investigation, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, take no. out the finger. <laughs> See what happens. Use crowd. Oh, yeah. like, as a divining like finger. Yeah, as a, as a diviner, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, big wall, four golems, bronze table again. Brass table. Brass table, sorry, with one set of goggles. One set of goggles on it. Or I think maybe put on the goggles, see what effects they have. Maybe they're like the ones you've got. Yeah, you got the worst eyesight. It's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I do after that forge went off in my face. <laughs> Before we close this door behind us, do we want to get ourselves arranged in any sort of position in case these crossbows all go off at once or something? Yeah. Which way are they all pointing? Currently, they're not pointing anywhere as you're all sort of like just edged into the room. I say anywhere. They're pointed like they're held down. You know the crossbows? Mm. Can Guy go around and just pull the bolts out of the crossbows? Oh, please. <laughs> actually there's as you sort of go to check none of them currently have bolts in okay good to know i mean that was a sneaky little clever thing but uh no unfortunately they, they've uh they've not currently got bolts in make a quick investigation check as you're sort of examining one of the golems though Ooh, that's good 19 mm. oh really good so yeah as you sort of take a good look at it you can see that the crossbows are almost part of the arm design so whilst it looks like two hands holding it it's almost like one piece of metal Mm. and in fact as you start 
trying to find how to remove a crossbow bolt from this design, you peer down and you can see almost like down the end of the, the crossbow shaft, down into one of the arms is filled like a little a little revolver of of crossbow bolts. Uh, Just ready to go. Nice. Look nice. safe, guy. Yeah, we don't want these guys to be um, firing. It's just a thing. Sure. Imminent death from automatic crossbow. Does anybody got any, like, gum that can, like, stop a bolt? <laughs> no. We could, put a, we could put a twain tied bag in each one. Those things can't do everything, Judas. <laughs> <laughs> They're not God. More It's the nearest I got. Well. If we were going to get burnt to death in the last room for getting the test wrong, I'm sure we're going to get pierced crossbow bolts for getting this one wrong. Yeah, let's do it. Go on then, Orin. Okay. Do you do you want to put them on, Orin? Well, can I go and have a look at them first <laughs> before I just pick them up and stick them on my face? <laughs> yeah. yeah, as you uh, approach the table, you can see that they're pretty standard looking goggles, actually. They are sort of separate eyes. Uh, there is a, a slight sheen over the glass that sort of darkens it. Slightly, so it's almost, uh, for lack of a better description, almost like sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Or like welding goggles. Yeah. Yeah, they're not as clear as you could imagine, but they're, they're just a brass set of goggles, leather strap. No symbols, no sigils? No, actually. But as you approach the table, all four of the golems uh, lift the crossbows and point them over to you. Uh, Orin? Yep, sorry, just looking at the goggles, what? <laughs> uh, just be aware that um, our, our golem friends are now very curious about you. I look at the golems. They're not moving. I step away from the table a little bit. All of the crossbows are lowered. That's cool. Right. There mm. we go. Okay. I mean, what else are we going to do? Um... Yeah, do it. Go on. Can all four golems see the table? Or is the wall blocking the sight of it, of two of them, or not? I think you might be about to break the DM. Yeah, I know, right? I was just seeing whether or not I'd written that down or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all four can see the table. Okay. Uh, however, obviously, the closer toward the obsidian slab in the center of the room you get, you can block off sight, at least, of, of the two corner behind it. Next question. Mm. The obsidian slab. Mm. Is there anything on it? Make an investigation check. Just before we start yeah. doing things that get a shot. <laughs> I wonder if... We're all spent I've up. Got, I've got a theory. 25. Never mind. 25. Wow. Oh, nice. So as you're uh, looking over it, largely no. You do a complete circle of this obsidian slab. Uh, you can't see any markings until as you sort of look down into a little corner of it. You just see the words, defend yourself, and a dash, K. K! Junior, I think I found a note from K. It's not positive. (laughs) Defend yourself. Well, looks like we've made friends with an old friend once again, haven't we? What, K? Yeah, either he's seen us do this test before, or he's taken the test himself. How do we even know if it's a he? Yeah, who are you assuming it is? Well, I assume it's Crowl. Really? Like, how do you know what we need to defend ourselves? Well, because there's four things with crossbows in the corner of the room. Who would warn us to defend ourselves? Someone who's taken the test before. A generous wingthrop? Whoever this K is, it has helped us in two other rooms. Yeah. I don't like it. Let's not forget. Is it two other rooms? At least, that I can recall. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Crowl is even older. 
Lovecraft. Mm. Don't I don't know if we're jumping to conclusions that it's Crowell. Does the handwriting look similar to the handwriting we've seen before of Crowell's? Can I have an inside check? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want an uh, inside check to check with the... Oh. <laughs> Hina was yeah, really was. good with the, with the handwriting last time, right? That is a 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you instantly, like a whip crack, you, you sense Hina mm. sort of really close to your ears. Well, getting a strange premonition from these, these left notes. Do you recognise the, the writing from the tower? Ah, uh, I don't know whether or not that's... Oh, it's an educated person, I can tell you that. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's not quite the same way he did his Ks. At least not to begin with. And this looks a lot a lot more... Oh, how to describe it? It's more like before he went a bit loopy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it could be him. Yeah. Just want to cover, cover myself and not, you know... I suspect everything. Well, I mean, to be fair... Defend yourself, I mean you've been doing alright with Cal popping out. Maybe maybe just put him at the ready. <laughs> I mean I don't wanna hurt you. Don't wanna get hurt myself. No, of course not. Let's see if we can put this other dickhead to use as well. Yeah. Good luck. Alright. I'm gonna be gritting okay. my teeth, yeah, okay? Sure. Thanks. Peace out. No time has passed to do that, so I don't think anyone notices that I did that, so. (laughs) Do we, just a thought, do we want a little cup of tea before I pick these up? Little biscuit? (laughs) Short rest in the danger room. (laughs) We've not closed the doors yet. Uh, Question, sorry. Um, They may react when you pick up the goggles, but what if we pick up the table? Good thought. Is the table fixed into the floor, DM? No, no, it's not actually. It's just a pretty standard brass table. It's quite, it's quite small compared to the other tables you've seen. Four legs. Oh, guys, how about this? Take a few steps back. Hang on, hang on. What's the plan first? Okay, I'm <laughs> yes. thinking. I'm thinking. What if, from a distance, pick up the goggles and see? I think they're going to just go for it. I think as soon as the goggles are picked up, they're going to go for You're it. You're going to shoot a mage hand, not not a person. Maybe, but then after that, they might then shoot us. Well, if we're all in the other room. That's my thought. Why don't we just see what happens if we pick up the table and not the goggles? Move the table out of the room and then, like, put on the goggles and see what happens. That's a good idea. I like it. What about your goggles, Orin? What are they set to at the moment? Um, uh, I mean, they, uh, they've got uh, dark vision. and uh... <laughs> They look really cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're set to cool. They are so fly, my friend. Uh, fly like uh, Juno. So handy. I should have put them on before I looked into the oh, furnace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then my eyes wouldn't be still watering okay, now. Can we just try this try thing? Like, yeah. I'm wanting to try okay. yeah. the table. Okay. Okay. Do we want a cup of tea first? <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. So who's moving over to the... To the goggles? I'm going to stand in the doorway with uh, where I think Gwen is. I'm going to stand in the doorway, yeah, holding the door open still. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to tiptoe with Guy towards the door and cast shield <laughs> as soon as we prepare shield for when we lift the table. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's all right. I've had to run away really quickly with valuable things, so this is good. <laughs> this is good. I'm going to back up right so my back is against the slab, so at least I'm not in sight of two of the golems. Sure, sure, sure. I'm watching the table. Okay, and Kido, when we do this, if we hear a click, we're going to flip the table and hide behind it, okay? Yeah. 
Okay, great <laughs> Okay, can you flip it towards me if you're going to flip it and hide it so I can at least grab the goggles off it if this will right, go through? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah, sure. Why are we not having a cup of tea before we do I this? I don't okay. know. Jula's in the doorway with uh, Aggie. Yeah, we don't have a teapot, Orin. That's why we can't oh, have a cup of tea. <laughs> we can brew it in the in the cup. I know it's well, even suggested. Press much, the digitator but... flame, can't you? We can make tea somehow. <laughs> I mean, hey, you've got a whole forge just Oh, yeah, there. we do. Yeah. We're <laughs> kill. yeah, but we know what happens if we turn that on without ingredients. A short rest. <laughs> I mean, is anybody feeling 100% themselves? No. Would no. a short no. rest maybe be a good idea? And then we go and pick up the table. Okay. Uh, retcon, what happens in a short rest? No, not retcon. Can... Roll hit dice. <laughs> Roll hit dice. <laughs> and that yeah. cover some help. You're allowed to ask a question, Vicky. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. Totally fair. Like, we've never taken... I don't know if we've ever really taken a short rest on the, the podcast. the only person that has had the effects of a short rest is Juna on the back of a horse. Uh, and oh, yeah, and that's true. Enkidu and um, Gwendolyn both did a short rest rolling their hit dice after their fight. After their fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we, we, we fail to ever take short rests when we probably should, like after the boat fight yeah. <laughs> and uh, other yeah. occasions, which are ideal short rest occasions that we just just don't yeah. worry about. Uh, another yeah. question, retcon DM. <laughs> when we roll hit dice, what are we rolling? So in where it says the box of hit dice. Sorry, where it says retcon the box. the box of hit dice. Oh, that's what you roll. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can be yeah. quite useful. Yeah. So you can just roll one, or you can roll more than one. So you roll your. I think a sorcerer is it a d8? Is it for sorcerers? No. D66. D6. Oh, d6. D6. Sorry. And you also get to add your con modifier to each dice that you roll as well. Why would you only roll one? Depends on how many you need to top up. If you've only lost a couple of hit points. Yeah, to yeah. save them just in case you take multiple short rests. Oh, well, so once you've spent them, you can never spend them again? No, you can spend them again, Vicky. Mm. During a long rest, you recover up to half your short rest dice again. Up to three, because we're level six, mm-hmm. of your and short rest dice again. And then if I take another long rest, I regain more. You could then recover the other three. And also, it, because I'm a bard, I'm able to do uh, give you an extra 1d6 if I do a song of rest. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you want to use a spell slot? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a feature of mine. Oh. You don't have to. Oh. I yeah, just yeah. do it. And everyone gets a rest. Little 1d6, mate. I think it's time we had a short rest, guys. So are we saying that everybody's going to move back into the forge room, have a sit down, have a cup of tea, listen to Guy play a little tune? I'd be lying if Juna was not up for that. Yeah, let's let's do that. It's been a long day already. Let's just have a little sit down. Let's have um, Have some uh, lunch. Hang on, I think I've still got a croissant somewhere. (laughs) 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 It's a bit stale and I've sat on it a bit. uh... In which case, if everyone wants to roll their hit dice... And then we'll decide how you are tackling this next room. How many can we use again? Not all six, right? Um, as many as it says. Yeah, you can use all six if you want. Up to your level. If you've right? got six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy, are you playing a song as well? I am, and you all get an extra six. Oh, hey, nice. Um, what about down? a temporary hit? Another dice? retcon, yeah. Not a retcon. <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> with the temporary the hit points <laughs> with the temporary hit points does that mean we can go nine above our normal hit points everyone currently has 11 temporary hit points yeah so i can go up to 11 above my normal hit points at the moment yeah if you've not lost those temporary hit points which i don't think anyone has because no. no one's been injured since i gave you the temporary yeah. hit points no. okay great then i can take that six from Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so you've still got you've still got your temporary hit points. Great. Temporary hit points 
last until you take a long rest or until if you lose them because of damage. They go first. They go first and that you don't get them back. Oh. They they just go. Great. I am back to full health with three hit die plus that plus six. Thank you. Nice. And as a short rest for um, warlocks, you get spells yeah. lost back as well. Oh, we jealous. really need to use short rests yeah. more often. Yeah, and Gwen would get her key <laughs> points yes. back if you'd spent them. 36 episodes in, and you realise the true value of a short rest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a nice short rest, everyone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but my dragon will power down during the short rest because it only lasts for an hour. So dragon is now shut down, and during the short rest, I'll, I'll just pack up my dragon and pop it back in my bag. During the short rest, I'm just going to... Um, Say Enkidu, how how are you? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. To be honest, I'm sick of this place. I think I've got a clear picture of some of the Wingthrop values. Mm. Not just how they treat people who aren't humans, but how they how they add value to other humans as well. Yeah, they have to be tested to be worthy of their support and patronage. Everybody has to have a worth. I'm sick of it. I. I know we've been in these situations before where we thrust ourselves in and we don't know what's on the other end, but I don't know if, if we gain anything from this. Yes, we'll get further, closer towards uh, completing our mission with uh, Mr. Ilwyn, but these people... I think I want to make a decision about finding the truth about these people and what they're doing here before I engage in any acts or mm-hmm. do anything that might be detrimental to myself or the group. The truth comes first. All right. Well, you've got my back in whatever you want to do, Enkidu. I think, I think it is disgusting and I've got your back. She puts her arm on his shoulder and gives him guidance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs it. He needs it. He's yeah. feeling sad. Thank you, Miss Hepburn. Then we'll get out of here and we'll do something about these flower pluckers, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. An in-world swear. <laughs> flower pluckers. <laughs> flower pluckers. Okay. It's flower appropriate. Pluckers. It's appropriate. Flower pluckers. Yeah. Flower pluckers. pluckers. Yes. I, like I love it. Flower pluckers. You Get flower pluckers. Flower plucking snakes off my flower plucking <laughs> plane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. After having a rest, recuperating. Also, once again, I that as a group name. <laughs> flower pluckers. Flower pluckers. <laughs> Oh, but it's a bad thing, so we can't. Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> you can be bad flow. Like Samuel Jackson, I'm thinking of. So some bad yeah. flower pluckers over there. Bad flower pluckers. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Davis. You were about Mother to narrate beautifully. It's like, it's like somebody's like tried Jones. diluting, like trying to make something slightly PG by just dubbing it <laughs> like flower plucker. That's wonderful. So uh, after having the, the benefits of a... Of, of a long rest, enjoying. Short rest. Thanks for giving short, us a long uh, rest, DM. Great. Of a short rest, just enough time to listen to some nice music, have a chat. You once again open that black sigil door and step in. What is the plan? Come on, Enkidu, let's lift this table. We maybe should have okay. spoken about the oh, wait, plan in our. Or rest. We can like I can. I mean, either Orin or myself can just blow the goggles off the table with a little gust of wind. Uh, okay, go for that. Let's go. Let's go. Wind, then okay. mage hand. Then if that didn't, if that doesn't work, then we're gonna lift the table. Yeah, and carry it into the other room. Sure. I mean that that gust of wind sounds cool, and I love that you think I can do that. You can. I can't. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a use of the prestidigitation spell. A spell I don't have. You don't have it. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Where is Gwen? Are you still in the doorway? I'm here. I'm just wondering if uh, 
this note from this mysterious case says, defend yourselves. So is that going to be useful as well? Um, Maybe station some of us next to these golems? Oh, well, these notes have been pretty helpful so far, so I think that mm. has merit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to try and fight them or are we going to try and... I think I need to grab the goggles and look through them because I feel like something's going to be yeah. revealed. Yeah. Let's blow the goggles towards us. Mm-hmm. The golems are going to react and I have a feeling that we won't be able to do much to them until they activate. Let's do it, come on. Yeah. We got this. Okay. All right. So I'm going to crouch by this big wall here. Mm-hmm. You're going to try and get the goggles towards me. Yeah. We're all going to stand by to... Are we going to stand by the golems, Gwen? Uh, yes, I can have darts at the ready. Should we be the mithril in the room? So to speak, in opposite corners. <laughs> okay. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. If we have um, weapons or spells at the ready to mm-hmm. attack them with as soon as they do anything. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Shall I, I wonder if it's worth me making another dragon just to keep us a bit safer. Yeah, prepare. Let's, let's all prepare. There are four of us that can be available to attack these golems whilst one person is getting the goggles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make another dragon. I'm going to pull out the dragon from my thing and just mm-hmm. spend a couple of moments charging it up using a spell slot to turn it back into a, a temporary hit point dragon. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Let's just fire it up once just to see if I roll an eight. I rolled an eight. <laughs> Everyone yeah. now has 13 temporary hit points instead of 11. Uh, that's plenty of protection. Yeah. This is the highest my hit points have ever been. Yeah. And I'm going to keep the dragon quite near me because mm. I might need some protection from it again <laughs> cool. depending on what's about to happen just to flag if you want to get uh if you need some protection from the dragon you have to be quite near it uh within 10 feet fine have we all got something ranged yeah we've all got something ranged we can all be focusing on one of the golems each we stay tight and close to orin we move it as, as a unit towards the table to get the goggles deal great yeah does it look like the golems can move from where they are no actually from um Gaius's inspection earlier no. Okay, I'm going to suggest then we all clump on one side of this wall. If we can mage hand the goggles over to us, we'll, we maybe only have to deal with two if we can be clumped close enough. We've got some protection against the other two if we can be at range. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Okay, so me and Juno will go for this one. Uh, why don't Gaius and uh, Inkiju, you go for the other one? Sure. sure. Something at the ready. Okay. I've got darts at the ready. I can hit any of the golems from where I am, so I think maybe I'll stand in front of Orin with my shield. Fantastic. Okay. I pull off the shield from my back and cast Mage Hand and send it over to the goggles and pick it up. Uh, as soon as the Mage Hand lifts the goggles out of the uh, the little holder on the table, all four of the golems turn, lift their crossbows and fire two arrows at it each. Eight arrows flying toward the Mage Hand. Does the Mage Hand have an AC? No, it's just a spectral hand. Oh, cool. In which case, uh, all eight of those bolts pass straight through the mage hand and you can see each of the golems loading again. And then even as you start drawing the mage hand back towards you, another round of eight arrows flies through this mage hand. They are perfectly missing the goggles, Ah. but very definitely passing through the mage hand. Okay, I must stop it before it comes any... Before it comes dangerously close to us. Mm-hmm. Gets close to you. Another round of crossbow bolts flies through the mage hand. Two of them are hitting the wall, I presume. Yeah, yeah so uh, with the way that it's all angled, uh, none of the bolts are flying near you at all. Currently, with uh, the mage hand just a little bit off, they seem to be crossing in front of the uh, 
the wall and the two that are sort of further behind as the mage hand has moved closer yeah their bolts have started like just chipping the edge of the obsidian slab okay do you know who would be really useful now is rowana she could sit in those goggles and see what was in there and then if they got her she would just go away and get shot yeah but i could get her back Just out of interest, looking at the slab, has anything changed on the slab now that we've picked up the goggles? Not that you can see, no. Yeah. Well, we can't put these goggles on until these golems are shut down. DM, just to clarify then, mm-hmm. um, two of the bolts are hitting the walls on the opposite side of where the table was with the goggles, right? So technically it's only two bolts at the moment that are going through that space. So currently with the mage hand further off, the two uh, golems that are on the further corners their bolts are still passing through they're just not they're just clipping the edges of the obsidian slab basically if the mage hand were to get even closer to you then yes those two would start hitting the back of the obsidian slab okay but currently with its slight distance all four can hit the mage hand guys is going to try to remember that that spot in the back of his throat where he like gets that nice little like mongolian like wing sound where like two notes are coming out at the same time and he's going to it goes so high that um one of the golems that is on our side of the wall is going to have a shatter dropped on it third level nice nice so that's gonna be 4d8 has it got to make a save plus six i don't know if it can yes it's a Uh, con save It's an 18 altogether for a con save. Yeah, it hits, but it takes half damage, so that means then it will uh, take 12 damage. 12 points of damage. Ooh, and that's just half. That's nice. How badly hurt does it look? Not very. Uh, All right. Unfortunately. It is worth a shot. Actually, with with Shatter, it does a slightly different thing with Metallic. Uh, Non-magical object isn't being worn or carried. It takes the damage if it's in the spells area. No, no, no. It, It should have rolled disadvantage. Mm. On the concept. In which case, it only gets a 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that takes oh. 24. 24 points of damage. Yeah. Because it's made of stone, crystal, or metal, and it has disadvantage, you're right. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it does look more damage. You can see that uh, some of the, the armor casing across its face and down its chest have got cracks in it now. It's still very much standing. It's still continually firing arrows uh, as another round passes through the mage hand. Destroy them while they're not attacking us. Yeah. Yeah. They're not attacking us. I'll just concentrate and keep the mage hand up. Gwendolyn is going to throw a dart at one. And June is going to throw a chromatic orb at the same one. Orin's going to prep his blowtorch of firebolts and fire it towards that same golem. And Guys is going to clear his throat, find that placement and... (laughs) Hit him with a shatter again. And as all of these attacks suddenly fly out of this one golem in the corner... That's where we're in the episode. Oh. Ah. Oh, that golem does not know what it's going to be no. hit with. <laughs> that's that, so eloquent. That, that's a phrase. <laughs> that's yeah. a phrase. That's some words thrown together last minute. <laughs> you have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master. Ben Galpin as Orin. Chris Watts as Gaius Daryl Bailey as Enkidu Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn and Vicky Gaskin as Juna Original music by David Knight Please tell your friends 
subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Anon! Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.